Hi, welcome to Totem Talks. I'm Helen Fruin. I'm Mark Smith. And this is our podcast for business psychologists, HR professionals, or people interested in today, psychometrics. Psychometrics. How exciting. <laughs> uh, it's dis- not true, is it? We, do, we don't really like them. Well, that, is that true? I think that's true. Um, I mean, full disclosure today, dear listeners and viewers, um, I had a shocking night's sleep last night and I am desperately trying to bring my A-game to this podcast. So if I do sound a little lackluster. More, more coffee. More, more coffee, coffee. More coffee. But uh, potentially this subject could get right under my skin. I do have some strong views on this one. I do have strong views on most things, frankly, don't I? Yes, you do. I do indeed. Uh, Now, you are a little bit more versed in psychometrics than I am. I believe you've got like six or seven different accreditations under your belt. I don't know. You lose count after a while. You do a little bit. I think technically I have one. You do? I do indeed. Uh, Which is very exciting. Why are we talking about psychometrics today? Because, as is often the case in the topics that we choose for our podcasts, a few clients have come with questions. So we've got one client at the moment who wants us to look at how they're using ability tests and are they using them are they using them in the correct way for the correct roles? Should they be using a different supplier? We've got another client who's looking at personality profiles and which one they need to be using, and another client then who's looking at how to use them in leadership development. And so whenever we get a few clients talking about a similar thing, we tend to bring it up in a podcast. My issue with psychometrics, in a nutshell, is that they are based on self-report. So that is entirely down to someone's self-awareness. They're based on interpretation of the question and the words that are often associated with those questions. Uh, And they are culturally specific. Uh, So there's a good study somewhere and I'll promise I'll dig it out, uh, but narcissism manifests itself differently in the UK than it does Italy, for example. I wouldn't say it manifests itself differently, but we would rate it differently. We, what we yeah. would class as narcissistic in the UK, you might call normal in Italy. Yeah, I think you would call it borderline introversion in Italy. <laughs> uh, but that, that's the whole point, right? And, yeah. then it, the, the further, and then most tests have been developed in the West. Yes. So the further east you go, the less relevance you have. And it is a fairly big scramble at the moment for psychometrics firms to adapt their testing for uh, sort of the Chinese Asian market, which makes a lot of sense. And just to clarify, so you're saying there, that's the issue you have with psychometrics. It's worth just being clear that psychometrics cover all types of tests, whereas you're talking specifically there about personality questionnaires. So when people say psychometrics, they could be talking about personality questionnaires or ability tests, arguably other things as well. But in the work environment, those tend to be Yeah, but I think all of those things would still apply for uh, Mm. an ability test. I mean, like... No, like being self-report, an ability test is going to ask you a question and see if you get the answer right. Yeah, but even within that, you've got... uh, So a numerical reasoning test, for example. Mm -hmm. Numerical reasoning tests often, I find, to be more complicated as a verbal reasoning test than the verbal reasoning test. Yes. That, that's, you know, that culturally, that's going to manifest itself everywhere so so your point about the interpretation of language absolutely yeah, yeah. Uh, it being self-report and there being cultural differences i'm not so sure that those would be issues with ability tests mm-hmm. because that's where you have local norm groups so if i was going to use that ability test in beijing i might have a beijing managerial and professional norm group yeah um, and just jargon check if you're thinking what on earth is a norm group uh that's a comparison group so it's the group of 100 plus people that the test publisher 
will have tested to see what is kind of an average range of scores. Yeah, and ideally you want thousands, not hundreds. Hundreds of thousands is even better. <laughs> but, you know, it starts to get pricey at that point. So what are you going to do? Um, test more people. Uh, yeah. So one of the other issues that I have with psychometric testing is the way that it's delivered usually to the individual. I think it can be, it needs to be done professionally in a professional environment. But I think you've got more broader concerns about the way an organisation uses them on a sort of grander scale, if you like. Well, I think we need to come back to why do people use psychometrics, right? We were looking for a way of guessing, is this person going to be good at the job? Mm. That's, you know, if we're talking about recruitment, that's ultimately what we're interested in. Who do I think is going to be best for the job? And what is going to best help me predict who is going to be best for the job? Now, if you look at that classic old Smith et al. meta-analysis that shows us the different validity levels for different assessment tools, mm -hmm. what we can see is that an unstructured interview is a waste of time. Going on years of experience, waste of time. We'll put mm -hmm. a link to this data in the below the podcast uh, if you want to have a look at it. Um, things like a structured interview, a work sample assessment where you give somebody a sample of the job, those are the most powerful predictors of success in the role. Yeah, always my go-to recruitment tool, that. Definitely. Psychometric tests can, on their own, score as high as structured interviews can for they? predicting job performance. I did not know that. How did I not know that? I look at that chart every week. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, it's below it on the graph, but it's actually got the same number of 0.51. Oh. The question is, is it relevant to the job? Mm. And it being on that graph at 0.51 does not mean that if you shove it in every role, you're going to get a good prediction of can someone do that role? Because the question is, does the test relate to the skills required for the job? Mm -hmm. And so often we use this excuse of, well, you know, I don't know if I can guess who's going to be good at the job, so I'll just give them a test. But if the test does not relate to the skills required for the job, you could be testing something completely irrelevant. Mm-hmm. I mean, I can understand an employer's desire to want to do that. I mean, totally. you know, if you've got 100 people applying for a singular job, you how need, are you going to get that number down? How are you going to do it? And, you know, psychometrics are, are, are relatively cost effective in that sense, in terms of an initial screen. And, like you say, they're far cheaper than, say, an unstructured telephone interview, which we're probably going to talk about next mm -hmm. podcast, um, particularly at the moment, given the, the zooming. Um, so, I, I, I'm completely on the side of the employer here in terms of we you know we need to get this volume done so what, so what are you going to what are you going to suggest to me now how do i use them properly so the key would be to be, get very clear on what the skills are required for the job so rather than just saying oh this role's in finance we'll use a numerical reasoning test finance numbers actually what is the role in finance mm -hmm. and what is the skill required so a lot of people who work in finance it's actually about the ability to do data checking and attention to detail a numerical reasoning test is far too high level for a data checking role so why not use a data comprehension or data checking or attention to detail type test mm -hmm. instead uh, you might look at a commercial director and say okay surely numerical reasoning there is going to be really important mm -hmm. Again, not so much. It's more about understanding, is it then verbal it's reasoning? It's verbal reasoning at that level. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, you're right, yeah. But that, that, that requires an employer to actually understand in detail the job and the job-specific requirements of that role. And that is a level of investment that we don't see quite often. Mm. 
Yeah, it's one of the reasons that our clients come to us to ask us to look at their roles and advise on the selection methods that would work best for them. So a client, for example, at the moment is saying, can you look at our core roles, you know, the ones that we recruit for most often, do a bit of that job analysis, help us understand what are the core skills required, and then we can decide what the assessment method should be. Mm-hmm. It's a really challenging one because, you know, as with all things in life, you can do it yourself and it's going to be cheaper, quicker, it won't be as good quality. And so choosing as a, as a manager, as a leader, as an HR professional, where do we invest? Do we invest in some tests that we know we're not using properly? Do we invest in a professional coming in to help us understand which tools to use properly? You know, it's always going to be that question of where do we see we get the biggest bang for our buck? And I would be concerned about anybody using tests and spending tens hundreds of thousands of pounds every year and not getting that value because they're using the tests in the wrong way yeah and i think this is where the market is skewed a little bit in favor of the test producers because they've got something to sell to you Uh, they've got a sales department all doing their own thing and that's wonderful but at the end of the day where 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 are you going to place your trust it's a conflict of interest yeah it's a huge right so you call me up and you say helen what's the best product for me to use my product is going to be the answer yeah and that's a real which is one of the reasons huge core piece when we all started working together at totem we decided we are not going to sell products Mm. because it's a huge conflict of interest yeah we're just not we're just not there uh it's it's about the right tool for the right job and i think uh is there anybody else who, I mean, don't take our word for it, listeners. I think uh, I would love to recommend a third. Oh, my gosh. Ben Williams, Sten 10. If you want psychometric advice, that guy is king of the world. Perfect. We'll put a link to Ben's work in the uh, description below and go and check him out. I'm fairly certain he will uh, offer a similar view, even though he is completely independent and has not been bribed in any way, shape or form. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean a similar view? Uh, in, in terms of, you know, don't don't get an overview of the market. Yes. Well, I had a conversation with Ben just last week and he said the same thing, that he'd considered selling product and recognised there's that conflict of interest. So, yeah, we're on the same page. Mm. So the rather sinister ending to this podcast is don't trust psychometric providers not don't trust them (laughs) be be aware of who you're speaking to so if you want to go to a test provider and say which of your tests do you think will help me best they can guide you on which test will help you best if you want to go to them and say but do you think do you think your tests are actually relevant for this role who are you speaking to are you speaking to a psychologist who's done the job analysis or are you speaking to a salesperson whose job it is to sell you a product mm, that is very true i mean just one last question i think do you think it would be better to go to a larger test publisher mm. who will have a full suite of products so you yeah. so you, you know, you've got the verbal you've got the numerical you've got sort of the gamified stuff you may even have virtual assessment centers that can cope with the telephone stuff as well who can offer you everything, but basically, yeah. you know, without wanting to sugarcoat it, are going to bend you over for that. Or do you think it's better to go piecemeal and actually really target, I mean, specifically target some of the needs that you have? I mean, I'm thinking a company called Arctic Shores mm. who have done a lot of gamification stuff. Mm. And it's really, really interesting stuff for a specific audience, for a specific target sort of talent pool, if you like, 
Arctic Shores has got to be a winner. But some of the bigger boys have, or girls, have not got those kind of products. So where would you be in terms of recommending a long-term strategic psychometric partner? Mm, I mean, certainly, and I'm biased because I, I grew up with SHL. I, I worked there early on in my career. So that's how I got to know about psychometric testing at such a detailed level. Uh, looking at the suite of products that SHL have to offer, I would rather work with them because I know that if I'm looking at verbal reasoning as a skill, what actually is it verbal reasoning or is it verbal comprehension? Is it attention to details? Is it spelling and grammatical errors? Actually knowing what am I looking for and then finding actually in their product list, they have something for that is very helpful. Whereas if I go to a smaller firm that just has a verbal reasoning test and a numerical reasoning test, then I'm a bit more stuck. So I'm going to go to that bigger and I and I will tend to go to SHL because I know their product suite so well. Uh, however, your point about then piecemeal, for me, there's something about adding those on. So SHL don't have an offering like Arctic Shores. If you're looking for something that gamification, something where you can take your best performers and get a sense of what are they doing? Now let's find something that's similar. Mm. Uh, Arctic Shores is really great for that. So um, a bit of both. I think this is where, you know, sort of if we're in, in technology ter- term, terms or parlance, you're talking about APIs, which is where someone like Google and Apple and Microsoft can get their software to interface properly. And I think what's frustrated me for a long time is I've always seen a really good product for X and a really good product for Y, but there is absolutely no reason for those two companies to let those two products talk to each other. And as the final customer of both of those products, I badly want them mm-hmm. to talk to each other so that I can I can mix and match. And I think for the sort of the technology providers within either your business or maybe even third parties, I'd be interested in where Stand 10 are, are on this actually, but being able to offer a, an integrating tool mm. to pull these results together in a really nice fluid format. I think that could actually be the sort of solution to the piecemeal thing as well. There you go. There's your next big technology project for Totem. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Maybe not. (laughs) (laughs) Let's get through COVID first, shall we? Uh, If I was going to say like a takeaway point for people on this, it's rather than starting with the question, which psychometric shall I use or which psychometric test provider shall I go to? Start with the question, what's the job? Mm -hmm. Look at the roles, look at the actual skills. When you go to a hiring manager and the hiring manager says they've got to be good with numbers... Ask five more questions. Please. When you say they need to be good with numbers, what do they actually need to do? Can you even show me an example of what they need to do? Well, they've got to take this spreadsheet and they've got to translate it into this coded document, or they've got to take these numbers and then analyze them and look for trends. You really get down to the detail as though you're asking the person to teach you how to do the job, because then you can go to the test provider and say, I need someone to be able to do this. Do you have a test that would measure for that? Perfect. And if I'm allowed to be totally cheeky and say, by the time you've done that much work, you've probably got yourself the best work sample assessment instead of bothering with a psychometric test. So why not use that instead? Ooh. Ooh. Okay, well, I think we've just diddled ourselves and some of our competitors out of money. So well done. <laughs> Good podcast today, everybody. Um, we shall be back in two weeks' time where we'll be talking about telephone interviewing. Mm. Uh other ways of getting that big pool of talent down to a short list yeah um should be quite an interesting one Mm. i hope 
even though on the face of it, it sounds super boring, actually. Well, so do psychometric tests. Yeah. <laughs> Have a great week, everyone. Thank you.